1: Hey everybody, welcome to a very, very special episode of The Virtual Couch. Um, just a couple of days ago, I learned that a dear friend and colleague of mine, Shauna Roberts, suffered uh, an aneurysm, a swelling within the anterior communicating artery in the brain that has ruptured. And this is from her daughter. Miraculously, she made it past emergency surgery where they, amongst other things, put in a coil stent to stop the bleeding. And she's currently intubated, um, where her body uh, at the hospital, where her body is sedated and her neurosurgeons, um, her daughter said have told us that it's a miracle that she made it to surgery to begin with, which we are counting as one of the many miracles from God. And they are continually optimistic in her recovery based on some very small signs. But she said, we have a long road ahead of us. We specifically are in a very fragile 10 day period where her care team is working to prevent further strokes and brain damage. Um, At the the time of writing this, she hasn't woken up, and we don't know when she will or what will happen when she does, but her daughter said her family firmly believes that uh, our Heavenly Father is in control, and we're hopeful that when she does wake up that she will be on the road to recovery. She said, my mom will need a lot of prayers, and I ask that everybody who knows and loves her to please join us in doing so. So I spent several years working with and alongside Shauna. We consulted on cases together. We worked on cases together. We joked a ton together. We shared a office wall together. We heard uh, angry clients and we would come out. I still remember one one of the times where I had a a very um, audibly uh, expressive couple in my office and I come out of there and she just popped her head out and said, uh, so that uh, that sounded like fun. And I, I just I. I laugh still when I think about that, but we did seminars together. We spoke at events together uh, along with our other colleagues. When I worked at Bridges counseling center, Shelly and Jamie, um, Sean hilarious and always full of energy. And when I think of her, I do, I smile, I laugh. And I had Shauna on the virtual couch twice. So early on this episode today that I'm recording is episode number 379 and I had Shauna on episodes 11 um, to talk about anger and answer some questions as well as episode 17 where we talked about boundaries and we traded messages from time to time over the last few years After I ventured out on my own and that we needed to get together and record again, and we just never did. And so I truly hope and I pray that I'll have the opportunity to record with you again, Shauna. So um, when I heard the news... Um, I went and downloaded both episodes. So then today I want to share with you the episode where we talk about anger, but we also answer a lot of questions. And I was reminded not, not only of what a quick wit she is, because you were going to hear that. And I just loved our back and forth, our chemistry, but she is an extremely good clinician. And you'll hear that as well. Um, At the time of this recording of this bonus episode, I'm not aware of a particular site or any kind of fund that's uh, keeping people aware of any updates. But if one becomes available, then I will add it to my Linktree link in the show notes of this episode, as well as anywhere on my social media links. And if you if you enjoy this episode, and if you want to pass along a message to Shauna and, and her family, please do. Please send it to contact at TonyOverbay.com, and I will be sure to send it to her. Um, Okay. So Shauna, there are many thousands of listeners that are thousands. I mean, when we've recorded episode 11, I was looking at the download numbers and, and it did make it, to, I don't know, four or five, 6,000 downloads, which back in that day was insane. I think when we first were recording together, I was happy to have a few hundred people listen. And I, I guarantee you that the, the day this one hits, you're going to have you know close to 10,000 people that are going to be sending you some extra prayers and love and karma and healing, uh, all of it as they listen. So I know that you'll feel it, my friend, and, and I just want you to know that, uh, that I do. I see you. So let's get to this episode, and I hope that you will absolutely enjoy Shauna and I uh, talking about anger as well as just answering a lot of different questions of everything from uh, why go to therapy and, and just uh, relating some pretty funny stories. So let's get to that episode right now. Last week, when I, I decided to record an episode answering your questions, I was set to record at the end of my day after seeing clients. And specifically, I had received a couple of questions about anger, where anger comes from and what to do with anger. And I really love talking about that. I've facilitated anger groups on anger management, and I work with a lot of clients who really struggle with trying to control their anger. And a colleague and friend, therapist Shauna Roberts, walked by in my office and we, we were briefly bouncing ideas off of each other on how to handle a particular issue that we often see when working with couples. And I asked Sean how late she was working and she was done right when I was planning on recording. So I asked her if she could sit in with me and and answer some of these questions. And I'm so glad that she did because I felt like it was more of a discussion for some of these answers on both of our experiences with the questions that were asked. And I, and I just feel like it was so much more powerful. So I think I'm gonna look at maybe grabbing another therapist um, anytime I do these Q&As. And of course, that led to a couple of good stories as well as one that I honestly didn't know if I was ever gonna admit. And uh, I will just set the stage by telling you I will talk about, or I will tell a story, the tale of Pierre Santré. And again, my thanks to Shauna for taking the time to answer your questions. I think you're going to enjoy it. So now on to the Q&A and the curious tale of Pierre Santré. like you've had a tough session. Your eyes are red.
2: Yes, very red. The okay. smoke is killing me. Are you sure yeah. it's the
1: smoke or was it something sad? Did somebody talk about a puppy or something like that?
2: Yes, is I that got very was? into my last
1: session. Okay, uh, Oh, wait, I'm, I'm here with Shauna Roberts. Shauna is oh. a colleague of mine. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist and we practice um, together. That sounded a little bit odd. I mean, we play catch, right? <laughs> we pra- do practice me. together, right? <laughs> um, call, call but we, we are them. in the same building office, work at Bridges Counseling Center in... Roseville, yes. California. Yes. Uh, so I brought Shauna on because I thought it would be kind of fun. I've been talking about, uh, and I'm so grateful for all the questions that I get submitted. So I have some great awesome. ones, and I thought it would be fun. I'm going to have Shauna on a little later to talk about a specific therapy related topic, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, but so today I thought she would be able to weigh in on some of the questions that we have. But I was kind of making a joke. Shauna has some red eyes. She looks like she's yeah. been crying.
2: Yeah, but it's not. It's all of the residual smoke from the the horrible fires. Okay. Because
1: you moved up the hill, right? I did. So
2: you didn't even ask me about that earlier. No, we we actually had two fires: the McCourtney Fire and the Lobos Fire, right up by us, which got wow. a little bit too close for comfort. Okay, um, I stayed home a couple of days. Husband stayed home a couple of days, just keep an eye on everything. But they wow. got those under control very quickly. Unlike our friends in the Valley Wine Country, who lost. I mean, how many? How many thousands of acres? And, I, and
1: you have people you know that I are do. affected by that. Family
2: members who were displaced by that. Very scary. Yeah. I'm horrible.
1: Um, so, where you, where you're up there, is the smell of smoke thick? I mean, is that a.
2: You know, it's interesting because we're up higher, uh-huh. not necessarily, if we have a fire up there, then yes. But yeah. where it became really bad is I would come down the hill, come oh. down eighty towards Roseville, and you could just see it hanging in the air. Wow. And you know, it's just so thick. And so my eyes are just killing me. It's better today, but that past couple days have been terrible.
1: Okay. Well, I so. am grateful for you sticking around.
2: No, I'm here. Record, I'm ready right? to do this.
1: Okay. So I want to jump in. First of all, do you yeah? any specialties that you want to talk about? What do you want? I mean, what, what is your passion? What do you like the most about therapy? What, do you, what are your ideal? clients. Oh,
2: so. Tony, that's a loaded question. You know me, I'm mm-hmm. eclectic. I kind yep. of work with everything. Mm-hmm. But recently in the past year, I have really developed this intense desire to work with a couple specific populations. One, people who are living with problem gambling. Oh, wow. So gambling okay. addiction. Yeah. Um, I am one of the you know few contracted uh, therapists through the state of California, which pays for For clients to have free therapy if they meet the criteria, it's a wonderful program. It is, Uh, and then of course my other passion, which is very similar to the population you work with, Mm -hmm. is betrayal trauma Mm -hmm. and sex addiction. I, whereas you tend to work more specifically with sex addiction, I have a true passion for working with spouses, partners of those who are affected by SA. That okay? That's what
1: we're going to need to circle back around and talk about, right? Because that that's going to be there's so much. In there. Yeah, there's a lot of focus on the person who is the addict, but right. not a lot on the spouse. Right? But we're
2: getting there. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. We're bringing that kind of out of the shadows. Thank you, Patrick Carnes. Mm-hmm. Into the light. And we're looking more at betrayal trauma. Yeah. And that's its whole thing in and of itself and i'm i'm you know very excited about working with that okay population. so we'll get
1: there and Sean and i sure. worked on cases together and it's kind of nice sometimes i get to work with the guy Sean works with the woman and or
2: vice versa yep. we've done yeah yeah yeah. And say, yeah, no, yeah it's
1: it's kind of it's uh, it's fun good okay so okay. um first question and this was got what kind of had me thinking about i wanted to do a whole episode on questions here's the question are you ready okay, I'm what do i do to stop being so angry and they even put an exclamation part, so I think they were angry when they said this question. Yeah, but although it wasn't in all caps, they weren't yelling it.
2: Well, thankfully, right? Because yeah. we get that we get that right At Yeah.
1: Yeah, so um, why don't you
2: you take that, and I'm going to come up behind you. Okay,
1: sounds good. You know, this was the one I kind of prepared for. I'm not going to okay. lie. Okay. So I I went to a study. I heard first of all, let me ask you. I feel like even a decade ago or more. In almost any therapy office or, you know, we used to work at a, the, a clinic together, a nonprofit together, and there would be punching bags in a lot yep. of the offices, oh, the yes. bozo, the clown bozo, ones. bozo,
2: the clown ones, or, or the referee guy, right? Oh, yeah. Do you remember the referee guy? Yes. He had a name, and I don't remember his name, but...
1: Had to be alliteration, Ron the Ref, I don't know.
2: Something. It was. Was it? Something like that. Something like that, like that. Yeah. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. So, the theory there was, man, when you're angry, go punch the punching bag, right. and I remember having... I remember even being in grad school in here, and, you know, sometimes I just have people scream into a pillow or hit a pillow or whatever it is, right? Right. The theory there being that when you get angry, you just got to let off some steam.
2: Right. You're going to drain that negative energy. Yeah.
1: So then you will be super happy and peaceful and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So that now we know is not... Correct. So I looked up this study that I thought was pretty cool. It said uh, back in 1999, people were presented with some sort of frustrating situation for the sake of time. We'll just say, hey, it left them really angry. So they were angry. Um, Everybody in this this study was angry. So soon afterwards, some of the people were given an opportunity to punch a punching bag, whether it's Bozo the Clown, Referee Ron, we don't even know. for two minutes and that's a lot of punching
2: that's a lot of punching it
1: is kind of funny right
2: when you think about it yeah yeah i mean you're there you've got the punching (laughs) bag two minutes though if you really think about what that would entail that is a long time i
1: have to tell you i will not go too far on this tangent but when i was in college we had fraternity fight night Oh, i was a freshman and so i was Uh, like you know what i've never been in a fight in my entire life i'm in good shape So I'm doing it. it. And so I I trained a little bit and then uh, I was super hard training and exhausting. And I got into spar one time and about 30 seconds in, I was just wiped out. So kind of backed out. So, yeah, two minutes of punching.
2: That's a, that's a long time. Okay, so
1: two minutes. Others, okay, so some people, one group did two minutes of punching. Others did nothing at all. So then a short time later, I think this is funny, everybody played a game against a fictional opponent, and over the course of the game, participants had a chance to punish their opponent with blasts of noise.
2: Okay, I love this. I know. I the studies,
1: studies are always great, right? I would just right? be
2: pushing the button just because I'm that I don't person. know, right? A little bit of nice. test
1: bias there. Yeah. So the loudness of the noise and the length of the noise have been used as measures of aggression. So they're trying to see then what happens with, you know, how aggressive people are, whether they punch the punch punching bag or whether they did nothing at all so the belief is and there's this uh, thing called catharsis which is what you're talking about yeah. if you drain every uh bit of anger out of your body yeah. then you reach a state of catharsis and you're right. happy and chill and all right. those things so the belief in catharsis would be that people would be less aggressive if they had a chance to punch the punching bag after getting angry than if they did to sit and do nothing at all okay. instead probably see where this one's going I did. the opposite result was obtained so the people who punched the punching bag were actually more aggressive than the people who did nothing
2: Interesting. Yeah. Right.
1: And I remember, yeah. boy, I've thought about this a lot. And anytime I see a punching bag around, still, or I hear, you know, now mm-hmm. I know that this has become mm-hmm. just pop psychology lore, yeah, right? Totally. Yeah. So here's what: punching a punching bag makes a connection for people between anger and aggression. So it reinforces the link between being angry and then acting in an aggressive manner, right. which makes sense, it right? Totally makes sense. So these connections between emotional states and behavior are, I mean, that kind of then just over time reinforced. Then as we get angry, then it's just going to say it's going to trigger us to get even. More angry. Right. Yeah. Which just kind of, so the results, of course, say that it's better to be able to sit. And I know we both like to talk about mindfulness and meditation. And so even just to be able to remove yourself, breathe, get focused, present, right? Right. That kind of does it.
2: Well, and one of the things about anger that I try to work with my clients on is, you know, anger is there for a reason. Mm. You know, when you think about it, anger is our protection against. The more tender emotions that we don't necessarily want to deal with or yeah. feel right okay. so it's an opportunity for introspection what is anger masking what is anger keeping me from looking at talking about dealing with and i've i have had some of the most powerful sessions when i will allow that anger to come up in session and then just ask the person to sit there with it
1: okay what's going on what's yeah, underneath what's it, it? What's, yeah, yeah. where are you
2: feeling it what's coming up tell me what you're thinking. There's a lot of techniques, you know, down arrow technique we can use. Uh-huh. But, you know, I find that that is the quicker way to move somebody through their anger. Yeah. Right. And get to some answers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That yeah. is, and so the what that just made me think about too is that how much do you feel like things like man brain come into play? You know, how much is it that because you're saying we kind of got to get them vulnerable, right? right? So what's the risk when somebody's going to be vulnerable, especially guys?
2: Yeah, they don't want to go there.
1: They don't. Why?
2: Well, it's, who wants?
1: To? Yeah, it's not macho. Rub a little show. dirt is in it. it Lone look Ranger, look cool. John Wayne, yeah, yeah. all that.
2: Why am I going to do that? You know, you can ask, take a random sampling of men and ask them legitimately how many times they cried in oh. their lifetime. Yeah. You will get those guys who can say I can count on one hand from yeah. the time I was a kid. It right? was old
1: yeller, yep. air bud, yep. you got uh, it. Hoosiers.
2: Hoosiers. Rudy. Um, Rudy. 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 Okay. There's four times
1: right there, right there. right? And
2: maybe, maybe if they have kids when the uh, kid made the entrance into the world and that's a maybe, that's a maybe. That's okay. A maybe okay? That's
1: okay. I have to, I want to get to okay. these other questions too, but I have to tell you. So what just came to mind too, I went to a training once and they were kind of talking about when you get that whole fight or flight thing, anger, yeah. adrenaline going through your body. The guy who was doing the training said, okay, here's these things that uh, the best way to eliminate it is to Get to the top of a giant mountain with a completely open 360 degree view. Okay. So kind of not here in the area. Right. right? Nope. Okay. And then he and, and the thought behind that is of course then at that point now you can recognize there are no threats or fear or Absolutely. whatever. So you know you can calm down. Yeah. But then number two, which I thought was funny, because I don't know, this is I don't this is embarrassing for me to admit. Mm-hmm. But then he was like, What I do often is if I've got a client who's pretty angry in the room or in a couple setting, mm-hmm. I'll say, Hey, can you just run out to the waiting room? I want you to grab the Time magazine and I want you to turn to page fifteen. And yeah. I think I'm taking notes and I'm like, Oh, well, what's, what's on page fifteen? Right. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he's got some time. That's got totally. something great on fifteen. Right? He
2: circled it. Yeah.
1: No. 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 It doesn't it matter what's distraction. On. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Distraction. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. And and I think again, and you're right. You brought up the gender thing, and I think you know you have to you have to understand the person you're with and mm-hmm. working with therapeutically. But I. I honestly believe anger should not be feared. Anger is something we try to, you know, turn off or shove down, but it's an opportunity to learn something about yourself. Okay, but you have
1: to be willing to kind of go there, You have
2: to be willing to understand what's my anger about. Uh You can't, right? Uh, Yeah.
1: No, that's perfect. Oh, the, okay so and then another fun fact on that training that I learned yes. so he kind of said that once you're all that stuff's going gone, the chemicals the fight or flight yep. adrenaline's in your body yep. you said you can take between 30 and 45 minutes for it to leave your system it does so I thought that was interesting because a lot yeah. of times we'll get all fired up and then it's like yeah still it's like oh I still feel angry or what's wrong with me well, and that's normal
2: John and Julie Gottman I okay. think have done a beautiful job if, if you're, if you're yeah, familiar yeah, with John yeah. and Julie right eons of work yeah. uh, with this and they call it being flooded right so when they're working with couples and somebody gets agitated they'll Actually, have them wear a pulse ox, right? You know, oh. the little thing on your finger that, that measures your pulse and yeah. takes all your vitals, and is it starts to ping, that's telling you you're above a five on the Richter scale, oh, wow. right? Okay. So you're flooded and you're, you know, your central nervous system is on fire. Yeah. And it they always said it takes thirty to forty-five oh, minutes wow. to return. Back to baseline. Okay. Right? So that's something to keep in mind. You know, if you're fired up, that's not the time to have a conversation. That's not the time to problem solve.
1: Yeah. Get yeah. yourself
2: back to baseline.
1: Okay. I dig it. Okay. So are you ready for just random questions? Let's do
2: it. Bring okay. it on.
1: I think there's one that I would love to start. I'll sure. ask you because I think you'll, you will like this one. Okay. Uh, what should I do if my therapist upsets me? Oh,
2: I love that. That is such a great question. Okay. So before I answer that, yes. have you had that happen to you?
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: I think... Yeah.
1: Well, I, OK. But I And, and what I, I actually love that someone will let me know that because the worst part is every now and again, you get somebody they'll come back a couple of weeks later and say, hey,
2: ah, said, yeah, I was really yes. angry at you.
1: And it's like, right. man, if they wouldn't have told me that, you right. know. Yeah. yeah. So, OK. You so,
2: to, no, same thing. I think early in our careers, we probably would have avoided that mm-hmm. or been fearful of that. Right. Now I welcome it. OK. Right? Yeah. Because it's an opportunity, again, mm-hmm. for growth, because in that moment honestly, unless I've done something really egregious, right? It's about them. Something's being triggered, something's being activated, and it's an opportunity to go deeper. Yeah, right. So I love it when I can read on my client that I've stepped on a landmine, and they're upset, and they're going to project that back on me. Mm -hmm. So it's an opportunity to say, what's going on right now?
1: I had a client, and I love this one. So she I think I did drop a tiny bit into cliche mode, yeah. kind of, in, yeah. in a response to something yeah. that she put out there, and I was so grateful that she said I could tell something was wrong, and I, yeah. you know, I did a good old, hey, yeah. wh- what's going on? I can tell your your whole demeanor changed. Yeah, what's going on there? Happening? And okay. she just said, I kind of feel like you just dismissed me, and I feel like any time I really put something out there through my whole wow. life, I just get dismissed.
2: Oh, see, yeah, right, right? there, yeah. yeah. But I think bottom line to answer that question specifically. Uh-huh. Never, ever be afraid to tell your therapist, hey, I'm upset. What you said upset me. I didn't like that. You're the consumer here. Mm -hmm. Speak up. Advocate for yourself. If that's hard for you, if you have problems with confrontation, send them an email after. sure. Jot them a little thing. And you have to know that. We as therapists, we that goes along with the territory. We're okay with that. We welcome that. Yeah. Right?
1: I always say, I do, I always say, you, I, I want you to tell me, I want you to tell me, ask me questions on why I even asked the question I did Absolutely. or where am I going with that right. or why do I feel even qualified to talk about the thing that I'm talking about it. or, and I do know that I think in old school therapy though, right, the therapist is supposed to, bounce those right back why is that important to you right Right. but i mean i do person-centered client-centered whatever you want to call it yeah Yeah. so that okay i like that
2: yeah every once in a while with specific populations though Uh Mm. personality disorder yeah spectrum right then i then i do become the mirror yeah. Right. And I'm going to put that right back because in, I know therapeutically, clinically, it has whatever's happening for them isn't about me in that moment. OK, so I think, again, it comes back to you kind of have to know your population. Yep. Right. You know who's sitting across from you. But to the client themselves, never, ever be afraid to bring up that you're upset or something was said. Ever.
1: Yeah, because if you do have a therapist that says, "I can't believe you asked that question," you run you're, and yeah. don't come back. I was like, "You're done. Right? You're done. Yep. That's it. Absolutely. Ask yeah. for a refund." Yeah, I don't know. exactly. No, event. that's kind of good. That yeah. is when you're talking about when you were a new therapist. Do you remember? Yeah. Is it uh, almost funny to look back on what your skill gosh. set was at that time? Oh
2: my gosh, I look back at some of the things that I did. You're scrambling. You know, mm. I, I can remember sitting there in front of a client going. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) you need. I'm gonna help you with that. Man. Going home to my supervisor, you know, emailing them or pulling up every book that you have. And it's a tough road. You can only learn so much in school. Yeah. Right. And then you get thrown into the fire and that's where all your education comes.
1: I have to. So I always think about this. I used to do. I went from this. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what to say. Yeah. To then what would a real therapist say right now? Absolutely. Right.
2: I love it. Yeah.
1: And then I and then it was like having that confidence to then I'm going to I'm going to say what the real therapist would say. Yeah. And then finally becoming the real Real therapist.
2: therapist. What a
1: great journey. Right. Yeah. there,
2: I love that. I, I think that's so true. And and I think we all had that moment where we felt like, not that we're the be all and end all, right. it, it, not like that, but that we've arrived. We've honed our craft. We're confident in the things that we say. And no longer do you run home at night. No, I've got to find the answer yeah. to that question in yeah. some book, right? Yeah. Now we just know.
1: So are there do you, anything come? And I, I maybe I'll tell you, I'm setting you up for, I'm curious, have you ever had those things where you do get a little bit offended? I mean, you can't say that out in the session, but do you ever kind of go, wow, okay, that one stung a little bit?
2: Oh, for sure. Anything come yeah, to mind? I do. Yeah. Oh my God. Can I, can I
1: tell you one that I get often? Do you? So I do a lot of work with. I'll bet it's the
0: same one I'll get. Okay. Well, I do
1: a lot of work with like uh, single adults. So people who have been divorced and they're kind of getting back out there. Right. Uh-huh. So I, and I love working with that population yeah. because you're going to, I do a lot of this work with, okay, let's identify yeah. what is it that you want in a, in a companion now? Right. You know, it's kind of the good old, the list. Totally. And I've got those examples where somebody will say all these things that are important and then they run yeah. out to the cell phone store and there's a hot guy there and he's checking them out and they're like. Okay, I know he doesn't have all of those things, but that's, but that, that's I feel right. it, right? I feel it. Yeah, but so I love when I'm working with, and, and I I can't tell you, I, I am not a tall man. Have you ever noticed this, Shauna? No.
2: Haven't me you? It's okay. so shocking that you're saying that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Me. So I maybe, if I'm, I don't know, shoes on, it's a good 5'8". That's ah, a stretch. But I have sat with a couple of times where women have no, been, no. okay, so, you know, I really want him to be this or this, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And he's got to be tall. I mean, he's got to yeah. be at least 5'10. I don't need some little midget, you know, or short, tiny, whatever. And I'm just yeah. like, I'm right here, right? right? And then best is when I get the the double, where then it's like, and he's got to have hair. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm you know, sorry. I'm so tired of, you know, <laughs> the guys with no hair. Oh my and gosh. I'm thinking, you're talking to a 5'8 bald man, right? Are you
2: aware of that in right. any yeah. way? But they're yeah. not. No, nope. they're all. And that's Okay, so I
1: never do the yeah. whole. Oh, how dare you? Uh, so, okay, what yeah. comes to mind for you?
2: You know, I think I have always been a working mom, I have no. never not okay. worked right. That's mm. I'm just passionate about it, and I understand there's a big debate. I have always been a better mom when I do work mm. to my kids, but I can't tell you how many times that's come up. Oh, I you bet. know, well, you wouldn't understand that because Ooh. well, you, you, you're a career woman or whatever, you know, so many times, and it's not meant maliciously, but they truly feel like. You're never gonna understand what I go through as yeah. a stay at home mom. Yeah. And I and but that's opened up great conversation. Sure. You yeah. know, we've really been able to go deep into well, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, why is that surfacing? But Okay. I, I think we all get offended at times. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So I do have,
1: there's one other one with the height that I don't think I've ever talked about either. So uh-huh. I once had a client, he was about 6'10 and had a gorgeous head of hair too. I mean, just not fair at all. Right. Not at all. So yeah. it was when we used to work at the nonprofit and yeah. I'm walking back and there's a pretty lengthy hallway, right? Yep, so I'm long. building mm-hmm. a little bit of rapport and I just say, Hey, so, uh, man, what's, uh, what's the worst thing about being 6'10 and doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. We're walking back. We mm-hmm. sit in the in my office and I kind of say how uh, probably didn't hear me but I, I just made this joke about what's the worst thing about being 6'10 and he's like oh. no no I was trying to think about it I, nothing, nothing really and then he's like oh I guess you know airplane seats it's <laughs> like okay like, alright thank okay, you thanks sure. for that that yeah. made me
2: feel a whole lot better absolutely
1: okay. yeah and then I was like okay. and you know what I can stick my leg straight out on an airplane that's so. right I can <laughs> that's right okay alright ready for another one alright let's go okay how, oh okay I like I want okay why therapy can't I just talk to my friends and get the same advice
2: oh, that is a question that I have gotten, oh, so many times, not for my clients, but for people in my social mm-hmm, circle, right? Sure. W- why, why would I pay for therapy? You know, mm-hmm. I could just go talk to my friend. Yeah. I, so, the, so look, let's, let's get logical about okay. it. Okay. Of course, you can go to your friends and family to vent, right? And that's what it is. You're venting. You're sharing your frustrations. Most of the time, you're going to get their take on that. Yeah. The answer is going to be based on their own thoughts feelings values they're going to give you an opinion mm-hmm. right therapy has nothing to do with an opinion now every once in a while we will weigh in with a clinical opinion yeah no when i like that yeah. right but that's not our job we are not there to offer up our opinion about or offer advice that's yes no advice So yeah. so that's something to to Keep in mind, if you're in a therapy session and you feel like your therapist is giving you advice, again, I'd say you need to shop for a different. Therapists. Okay,
1: we've never talked about this, and I—that yeah. is exactly what I would have said too. And yeah. I even think that there, are, you know, there's a couple of therapists that I know that I feel yeah. like they are good at telling people what they need to do, do. You know, absolutely. So I had in when I was in grad school, my my sensei, um, mm-hmm. Darlene Davis, who I'm going to have on the podcast soon. Do you know Darlene? Super wonderful. Yeah,
2: isn't that Shelley's
1: uh, old sensei? I don't know. Good question. Darlene did this. Yeah. Anyway, so, I know, I so, know Darlene's okay. name. Never so, mind. So she did this thing that I thought, and I'm not huge on the experiential stuff where uh-huh. it's like we're going to get up and we're going to whatever, what? do something no in the room. Virginia
2: Satir, you're not going to family sculpt? No, I'm kind of tough with that. But
1: here's one she did that I loved. She just said, so a lot of people think, and this goes uh-huh. back to the people that say, why can't I talk to my friends, that yeah. if they go to therapy, it's like if they're sitting on one side of the wall. Right. Uh, one side of the room and then the therapist is on the other and the right. therapist is just like, hey, alright, come here, go left, go right, yep. uh, watch out for that, duck under that Oh, that's so and you're right. here. I know, right? And she that's said, so nope right. and then she did the thing where she walks over and she gets beside the the person and then she just says, okay, where are we trying to get to? And the guy's like, over there. She's like, okay, what's in front of us? Well, it's this desk. Yeah. And it's like, well, what do you think about desks? Right. I don't know. It's kinda, I was uh, attacked yeah. in a desk factory as a child so yeah. this is tough for me, you know? And Right? How cool is that?
2: Tony, this is so interesting because one of the things, I, I never heard another Therapists say that mm. because my kind of shtick a lot to clients, yeah. especially when there's trauma mm. or we're going through something real different, difficult, I'll say, you know, I'm here to walk beside you. Yep. That's my job. I am not here to remove the blocks for you. Yeah. I'm not here to steer you around the you know bumps in the road. We're going to walk it together. Yep and tell me
1: what this brings up for you yep. what you know and, and yep. right. we're
2: gonna explore every nook and cranny together but it's your journey yeah. i'm just here to facilitate and walk beside you okay. so i love that she says that i'm gonna have to steal that because well I think that's brilliant it, yeah
1: you got to give me credit and darlene credit
2: darlene you're okay. amazing tony you know what i think
1: sure yeah i almost feel like this is the moment where we like we just we we drop the mic and we leave i mean that was kind of like deep right yeah okay you, said, okay you said you said satire right I love
2: virginia Satir. okay
1: i i probably studied about her for my licensing exam but I'm drawing a blank. But here, can I tell you what that brought up for me? Okay. And this is a story that I, I wanted to get to at some point. And I will try to make it somewhat quick. So when I... So I did my practicum work at the Child Abuse Prevention Council of California. Got it. So, and they sent me to a ton of trainings and a ton of... So I was doing work with kids. And, right. and I think I've talked on other podcasts. That wasn't my sweet spot, yeah. you know? And there are people that love it and are passionate about it. And yeah. and I'm so grateful for that.
2: Good training. Yeah, Good it training, is great right? training. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, but I went to all these different trainings. And they used to talk a lot about sand tray, right? Mm-hmm. So I realized I'm, I'm not paying a whole lot of attention when they're talking about that. So uh-huh. I work up this narrative where it's like, okay... I bet it's, it sounds French. So it's gotta be this guy, I'm guessing maybe like Pierre Sandre. And what does he do? And what's his model? And I'm like, man, I gotta look this up, right? Mm-hmm. So then finally, I, uh, Are I. Are you think,
2: kidding
1: me right now? No, I know, right? Oh, and so I even, I think I even have it written on here somewhere. Pierre Santre. I've been dying to talk. Yeah, look at this. The Pierre tale of Pierre Santre. So what I learned, Shauna, yes. was there is no Pierre Santre, nor is there a Jean-Michel Santre. Nope. Or a Jean-Luc Santre. Nope. The word is sand. Tray,
2: And what do we know about sand tray now, Tony?
1: So now we know that that's where we get to play with toys in the sand tray. And then the therapist gets to interpret that when the guy puts the army man by the tiger, that he has some, like, childhood trauma. You got it. Right?
2: Beautiful.
1: Yeah. So... And in it, <laughs> Can
2: we put to rest Mr. Pierre,
1: Pierre Sandtray. Sandtray? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow,
2: that's a good one, Tony. Thank you. Uh Wow. So we're going to pretend that you actually didn't ever study Virginia Satir, we're going to just gloss. You might want to edit that out yeah. because, you know, sure. she's kind of like, you know, one of the masters. It's a big deal. Big deal. Right? Big deal.
1: Yeah, yeah. Honestly,
2: family sculpting. You oh, yeah. Sculptures,
1: from? clay. I get it. The whole thing. So the oh. other thing that I'm thinking, I have to tell you this. Okay, so you know how when you're in school, too, you're supposed to go get your own therapy? You know, oh, yeah. Right? Oh, gosh. Yeah. So I was trying to at first be lazy about it. So I wanted to find somebody around my house. And so I I, I forget what directory I went into plugged in my zip code and oh, somebody no. was just a couple miles away. And it turns out that they were working out of their home. Huh. So I go there and I'm like going to take the tour, which uh-huh. is fine. Yeah. And so I just kind of had this whole sand tray thing. Uh,
2: Fresh in your mind. Yeah. Right. And
1: I knew now a sand tray. Yeah. So they're showing me they're walking me back and they kind of show me one room. And then right. uh, and then there's this cat that kind of runs out of the room and there's a litter box there. So I I I God. oh I laughed at myself so hard did I'm like you? oh combo sand tray and litter box
2: it's perfect right for the the therapist that works out of their own right
1: it's and so great. every now and again you have a kid in there and he's like hey what's this rock you know mm-hmm. or whatever.
2: you know <laughs> <almond> <laughs> she's like broken. oh let me get that it's right fine. Yeah, yeah no it's no, no.
1: Okay. don't don't put that yeah. in your mouth okay. oh my gosh yeah. Johnny yeah worries. maybe I'm gonna want to edit that part <laughs>
0: yeah it's kind of sure. funny though I've okay been um, right,
1: how long we want to take another one yeah let's do another one let's do one more. this is fun so we just did can't okay talk to my friends get the same advice okay um. There's one. That, oh, here we go. This is good. What if there are topics I don't want to talk about or I'm not ready to share? Okay. Kay. This is also a very important one. Kay.
2: I think first and foremost, your therapist is not there to interrogate you. Ooh, right. Yeah. You okay. know, I think there's this fear mm-hmm. that people are going to sit on that couch and they're going to be held captive by yeah. this person who's going to dig and dig and dig. Not at all. You know, we're there to meet the client where they're at,
1: mm-hmm. wherever
2: that is right? And our job is to pick up on either those conscious or unconscious processes, clues, things that are coming up and get the client to explore them. We are not there to push our agenda. Yeah, right at all. Yeah. And, and I will say, I, I am sure that there are some therapists out there that do that. Yeah. And uh, that is a, a really quick way to lose a client. It is. Right? I, and I
1: will, I'd love that. And I will say I do now kind of in that first session where you're talking about confidentiality and all that kind of good stuff. Mm-hmm. I do try to throw a little something in there. that says, I know that this isn't Natural, I guess, to come in and talk to a strikingly handsome, tall, bald guy, right? Right? And, right, and unload all of your problems. I know that's not maybe natural, but the sooner that you can be right. open and vulnerable, the better. Because I think maybe we've all had therapists or we've had these situations where you're six, seven, eight sessions in, and somebody's saying, "Hey, by the way, did I tell you that I don't know, I'm a serial killer?" And you're like, yeah. "Oh, that would have been nice to know early on."
2: Right at the beginning. Exactly. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. You know, and I've got stories that I, I don't, for the sake of confidentiality, but I mean, I just, I had a couple session a little while ago where there was a pretty big reveal with about 15 minutes left that would have changed the entire session. And, and it, you know, and, and right. it was, you know, and I don't say, I, are you kidding me? Why didn't you let that? Because right. I know some people right. aren't quite ready, right? right? They aren't. And, yeah. and, and so funny. This exactly happened to me today. Okay. My
2: second client, you know, I think... You know you're dancing around an issue, right? You know there's something there, and you don't want to push too hard because you want it to kind of come out organically, right? And to me, it's a sign that we're doing really good work when a client will say to you, you know, there's this thing that I've not wanted to share or talk about, but I'm feeling so safe now, or I feel like this is... You and I are exploring together in a really safe way. And now I'm going to tell you the thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You do.
1: You do have to earn that. You do have to earn that at times, too, because even we talked about uh, Sean and I are a part of a a pretty cool training going on right now. And today, some of the stuff that we talked about. Shout out to Dr. Kevin Skinner. Right.
2: Very great. So one of the things he talked
1: about was even that part of if somebody has not had anybody that they can trust. Right. That's going to be hard for him to walk right in. And then again, trust a strikingly handsome bald man. (laughs) Right?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because that's going to work. Sure. Well, so let's, on that, I Mm -hmm. think we can't end this unless we also then maybe talk about countertransference just a little bit. Okay. Right? Because I think oftentimes a therapist will get triggered, Mm -hmm. right, by something that the client is talking about because it was their own experience. Yeah. I mean, we can come up with a dozen different examples for that. So I think it's important that the client pay attention to if they feel like the therapist is starting to steer them right, yep. in a particular direction or trying to pigeonhole them into this is how you feel. I or, think, that, like yeah, good yeah. examples,
1: like if a, let's say a therapist, you know, had grown up and there was alcohol abuse or something like that in their okay. family. And then you've got a client in here who's, they're kind of minimizing it or right. that's not what they're here to talk about. And they maybe say just in passing, yeah, sure, we get drunk, we fight. But, you know, and, and the right. therapist might say, well, where are the kids? Well, right. they're in the rooms. They aren't right. hearing anything, right? right? Well, if that therapist had a, a situation where growing up, they remember these drunken right. arguments and stuff all of a sudden they're they're like no no no. we need to, we need to keep talking about we're this we're going to
2: talk about that yeah right yeah and, and then you can i think i've heard many stories where you know the therapist can get a little bit pushy with you yeah. know we are going to you're you're yeah, you don't understand right this, this is right? important yeah so i think the concept of counter-transference is something that isn't going to happen all the time and, mm-hmm. and a really good therapist is going to manage that they're going to seek supervision and yep. they get triggered in a session they're going to talk about it i think i've talked to Yeah, we have. We've talked it together. All of the therapists here have talked about times where countertransference has come up. It's normal, but if you are feeling that as a client, don't be afraid to say... I kind of feel like you're making this about you or I feel like you're taking this in a direction that I'm not comfortable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Saying I don't, I don't necessarily feel like this is
2: right. This isn't what I'm here to talk about or that's not my experience at all. Mm -hmm. You know? So I I think that's an important thing to bring up to people.
1: Yeah. That's good. You mentioned I, this is uh, where I'm going on my train of thought, but at one point a few minutes ago, you said something about coming in and sitting on the couch. Do you have anybody lay down? Oh
2: my I have people who lay down all the time. Do you really? Well, you have pillows. Yep. I'm, I'm holding one right now. Very are yeah. comfortable. Yeah. I will have people kind of curl up Yeah. You know, and they'll hold on to that. And then there's people who just want to stretch out, lay on their back, throw their feet up. But that's why we have the couch. Right. You know, it is. Whatever. I just
1: love though that there's yeah. that stereotype. So, I mean, I love yeah. when I get somebody, a rookie into therapy and sometimes they will say, D- do, do I lay down? Do I lay down? Right. Oh,
2: I get it all the time. Am I supposed to lay down? Yeah. No, 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 do whatever. And then when they get comfortable and they come in, and I even have a blanket. You know, if people if it's cold or whatever, oh, yeah. you know, they throw the blanket on, get comfy. I to me that says, you know what? We're doing our job. Yeah. You know, we've created that safe space. We've created that nice environment for the client to come in and feel, let their guard down mm-hmm. where they can lay down. That's a very vulnerable position. Yeah, it kind of is. Know, so. I, I,
1: uh, I had a client once who would um, just stare up at the ceiling and talk. And that was, yeah. w- I, it was great. Yeah. But so there was once where I thought, man, I've kind of got a headache and I've yeah. got a little, I got a ibuprofen in my bag. Yeah. So I thought, I wonder if I can kind of sneak one of these things out, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know? And so. Did
2: you do it successfully?
1: Maybe. <laughs> Just kind of stuck my hand over slowly to see, you know, I so think I was going to look it. over. Yeah. Do it? I was gonna, yeah. And I got yep. it. Yeah. He never even knew.
2: Well, and, and I think the other thing to remember, too, is, it, well, we've all had our own individual therapy. It's part mm. of our training. Yeah. right? And I know what that's like to sit across from someone who's who's kind of staring at you intently, even though it's with compassion and empathy. Yeah. It's a little uncomfortable. Yeah. And so I think for some people, laying down where they don't have to look right at yeah, you. Yeah, no, that's it true. It kind of feels good. Yeah. That made me think of, I have to give a shout out to Sean Davis, who was my sensei. Oh,
1: he's a good guy. Yeah.
2: Dr. Davis, amazing. And he told of a situation once where he was dealing with a teen boy. A teen boy was obviously very uncomfortable about coming to therapy. And the kid wanted to lay down on the couch, kick, kick their feet up. And so there was another couch in the room. And Sean just mimicked that, Love it. you know, okay. he just mimicked it, kind of met the kid where he was at, tossed his feet up to, you know, kind of put his hands, uh, you know, up above his head and they just kind of talked. And I thought that's a great therapist. Okay.
1: So, uh, of course, now I'm going to sound like, oh, yeah, well, let well, me. Well, let me one-up so, you. Right, exactly. But I, I love that. I mean, it's funny. I'm wearing uh, slip-on shoes today because okay. I have a client today that we take our shoes off, and mm-hmm. that's just kind of what we do. Mm-hmm. And then I love, with teens in particular, with the curvature of that couch and this chair, where sometimes I do say, all right, we're just going to we're gonna slide back, and yes. we're just going to look up, and it, whatever it is, is to make them feel great. comfortable. Yeah.
2: yeah you've got to do whatever you need to do as a therapist um, within... <laughs> With sure. boundaries,
1: yeah yeah <laughs> okay where i just thought about that too have you ever seen my snack cabinet i
2: have seen tony i have broken into your snack cabinet <laughs> how dare I'm just you gonna own it no i'm honored you know I am. what
1: yeah we it all is. know
2: who has the good stuff it is here. full
1: right now i know it is It is full kind of yeah. freaks me out yeah I'm like,
2: tony has chocolate oh
1: i went halloween candy shopping is what i did but i've already eaten the whole thing of reese's and kick-kats oh good
2: well then i'm safe so yeah. fine yeah Whatever. i'll probably
1: get some more tomorrow okay do you want to do, do one more
2: let's let's okay end it okay hard.
1: all right this is a good one okay Will my therapist judge me?
2: Oh, such another great question. Okay. Don't you think that's a common a common misconception that your therapist is whether they're silently, you know, overtly or covertly going to pass judgment on you? Yeah. I, I think that is so true, but again, right? If your therapist <laughs> is judging you, yes, you probably need a new therapist. Yeah, right. Our yeah. job is not to pass judgment and here's the thing I tell all my clients. There is nothing 10 years into this that you could tell me that I haven't heard or okay, seen. I say the
1: same thing all the time, right?
2: All the time. And it's kind of sad, right? Because we become a little jaded. Mm-hmm. Um, we have heard things that I think most people can't even wrap their brain around. Yeah.
1: Right? Oh, some of the stuff we were talking about in our training today. Totally. But we won't yeah. go there. But we I mean, yeah. Go there. Yeah. Right? You're
2: right. And so I do tell people, you know, I, oh, Far be it for me to pass judgment on you. That's not my job. Yeah. Right? My job is to walk beside you and we're going to figure all of this out.
1: So I say this cheesy thing where I, I say, I want, if I had a device that I had right here beside me and it was my holy crapo meter. And so when they, oh, spit tape.
2: <laughs> right? <almost> spit <laughs> oh, that'd my bottle, that so, would be been good. So,
1: but th- so then if they're getting, you know, I'm, I'm saying this mm-hmm. thing, it, you, I don't think you can even get it to go to one. So yeah. whatever you're going to tell me right now, I want to know. And it's data and I can, and yep. that's what I need to work yep. with and all of those yep. sort of things. Right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, but it. But again, I really honor, again, the client You can come in and tell you some of the most horrific, yeah. scary things that have happened to them, yeah. right? Embarrassing yep. to some, right? Traumatizing. Yeah. And I think it takes a lot. And again, you talked about our early days of our career. I can remember thinking as someone was telling me the most awful story that I'd ever heard in my life, right? Yeah. I kept thinking... Is my face okay? Am I not, you know, am I not,
0: oh, right. you know, am
2: I showing horror? Am I yeah. You know, keeping that nice, flat kind of affect? Or am I projecting the right amount of empathy? And now, of course, it just comes natural yeah. to us. But, right? I mean, in the beginning, didn't you think, A, I'm going to start crying? Yeah. B, my jaw is going to drop yeah, and my eyes about. are going to bug out. Yep. And you're going to say, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that happened to you. Yeah, right? yeah,
1: exactly. It's yeah. tough. Yeah. It's, a, it's tough. Um, you made me remember. I, I remember. Do you remember your very first client ever?
2: I can remember my very first client.
1: Okay, you go, you want to go first?
2: No, you. Okay, go.
1: so mine was. I was working at a, this place, nonprofit. I wasn't getting paid. I'm a brand new therapist. Mm-hmm. I get this, and of course, I want to protect. It. I mean, it's been over a decade, but uh, but so I'll give it in generalities. But right. it was a it was a single dad, and the wife was not around because mm-hmm. of some things that she had done. Mm-hmm. And he's got I think three teenagers at the time, mm-hmm. and he's just talking about all the stuff they're doing with right. it. It's, Like, just crazy, horrible activities, yeah. and and, it, and he's basically saying, What do I do? Yeah, and I'm and thinking, going, Oh, I don't even know, I
2: don't know, buddy. Okay, <laughs> I know.
1: The funny part was at one point, he's <laughs> like, He said something like, And we they're stealing cable, you know. And I remember, I, I, I kind of, you know, they were like splicing it from a yeah. neighbor or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember going off on this little thought thing where I'm like, Huh, so if they get caught doing that, is that a bad thing or is that a, you all this hey, it, it, your brain? Yeah, wandering.
2: and I'm you're like, like Whoa, oh, wait, come back present, okay, yep, I'm back, yeah, right? Yeah, no, I. We all do our time, most of us, in the trenches right out of grad school, yep. right? You get kind of really thrown into some yeah. some tough places. I, too, worked at a couple nonprofits, and I would say a very tough population to work with. So my first client out of the gate was a doozy. I mean, it was trauma and, again, just kind of this unfolding of this horrific story. And I'm sitting here wow. thinking... Help <laughs> you know, are yeah. like, where's my supervisor? Oh, yeah. Is someone watching? Right. Yeah, yeah, you know, I need help. Yeah. But then but then something clicks because yeah. I think all of us who are in this profession, who have done this profession for as long as we have, there's something in us that clicks. Yep. Or it's oh, it's yeah. an art form. I don't know, it's what we're supposed to be doing. And that empathy and that compassion kind of just comes to the surface, and we learn to be right there with the client. Okay, in the moment. that
1: I was going to say. That's the thing that I think yeah. that was when it clicked for me was when it wasn't. I mean, you know, we're all human, yeah. but it was when when I'm in a session, they feel like they're 10 minutes, not 50 minutes. You're yeah. locked in, you're present, yeah. you're not thinking about what's for lunch or what right. you know. Yeah. And because I, you know, I think shortly after my first client, where that was an experience, I remember at one point having a guy tell me some things, and I was I was kind of stuck on what do I say about this, right? You and heard- I didn't stay with him, and then. Yeah. He Throws out a I don't know. Do you think that's a good thing? And I, and I just blurred out, uh, "Yeah." And he's like, "Seriously?" Yeah. And I had to quickly go, well, "I don't know." Go hang on. Let's, let's tell. Go, yeah, yeah let's right. Go let's back go over that again. again. Like, yeah, yeah, right. And I'm going, "Oh, you know, what? I can't." Yeah.
2: No, but that is it's scary. And again, I like that you said we are all human. Yeah. And there's going to be times when we have problems staying with the client, but most of the time, this far into the game now, that's where we are really proficient yeah like we're able i think to so really present stay in there, there. Yeah, right even yeah. if your stomach's growling a little bit or if you that thinking about what am i going to do when i get home yeah and we still have that ability to be right there yeah I, I don't think it's been years since i've had that experience where i'm like what did they just say because uh-huh, <laughs> yeah, you're thinking yeah. what am i going to say next yeah
1: yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah that, that kind of leaves okay so i will tell you when you just said a, a rumbling stomach uh-huh so i i do think i used to always think about it would be fun to do this like kids book called the gassy therapy. The gassy therapist. Right. Because every now and again, you
2: know. We're human. Yeah. You and that's what? a
1: rough time, Do right? Do not
2: eat tacos before your afternoon. Fair clients. point.
1: If you look in my thing there, I've got some dried fruit. That's oh. <laughs> okay. Ne- never eat more than four dried or prunes. Ever. Nope. Because
2: then you're going to make a quick exit. Yeah. I mean, here it is, folks. Real confessions of real therapists. Yeah.
1: You know what, so, I, I recorded uh, one a couple of weeks ago on this uh, race I ran, this 100K. And one of the things that I didn't talk about after that I thought was funny to yeah. me mm-hmm. was so here's one that is fun. So, when I run one of these super long races, anything over 50 miles or whatever, I'll lose a lot of weight and fluid during the race. Yeah. Like uh, this last one, I lost nine pounds, right, oh on the race. So, then when you're done with the race, you're going to hydrate like a right. champ. And then your body's going to say, hey, this idiot might go do that again. Let's hang on to everything he gives us for the next couple of days. Oh. So, then I actually ended up gaining. In that nine plus, plus an additional eight so there was right. like this 17 pound swing right so then i come into therapy on monday That's and i'm fine. fine i'm like i'm good i'm sore yeah. but i'm good yeah. well this is like to a t by tuesday then the body goes all right we're good he's not gonna do it again okay let's pee every 10 minutes oh so imagine no. that in sessions right you're like oh. tapping your toe because i am not have you ever like i've excused
2: myself I mean, okay. super <laughs> embarrassed that i yeah. am so sorry yeah i <laughs> gonna have to go yeah yeah that's that's not epic or i've had colleagues who have gotten sick thrown up in the middle of shit whoa you know they're they're hardcore man they're <laughs> yeah, they are, with right? it and then yeah. they're like and uh you're gonna have to excuse me that's
1: it. pretty but, funny again okay.
2: We are human. Yes,
1: right. Exactly. All right, Shauna Roberts. Right? What a pleasure! It was, it was fun, so right? Fun.
2: Thank okay, you for so yeah, me on. so uh,
1: we're gonna have you on to talk about maybe the the trauma piece you or the trail trauma or something like that. Trail trauma. Yes, yeah, so we'll do that. Or
2: any other population. You know me. Oh, well, okay. Of so when
1: I first uh, yeah. thought of the idea of the podcast, I mean, Shauna does a lot with personality disorders, and especially there's a big one called borderline personality Absolutely. disorder. Where mm-hmm. I think therapists, when we're talking amongst each other, it's like, man, you never want to have more than one borderline. Yeah. And w- I mean, you've had what's the most you've ever juggled at one time?
2: um eight nine oh wow yeah, it's okay. a lot it's a lot and i don't do that anymore okay. i mean that you know i've learned yeah. but that that's what there's a lot of misinformation about uh, mm-hmm. borderline out there and i would i would love to come in and maybe even do q a about yeah. borderline personality or just talk about it in Whoa, general that's terms. good okay yeah, yeah. So, so all right so
1: we'll do that so thanks for coming in absolutely and Thank uh you. we'll we will talk again soon sounds and great and i will see you next time on awesome the virtual couch
3: emotions flying past Our heads and out the other end The pressures of the daily grind It's wonderful Elastic waste and rubber ghost I'm floating past the midnight hour They push aside Well, it's just my